Are we doing this for the Rugby World Cup? The League World Cup? The League World Cup? Yes. The League... Uh, we have just been the booted League out, though, The World Cup. Is rugby League World Cup. Oh, the Rugby League World Cup. I was going to say, yeah. I didn't think League I thought about it. To me, there's only one type of rugby, which is League. But then I remembered there's the Union as well, but we don't really worry about that. I didn't really even know there was that. a Rugby un- League World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Is that the England thing that's just, just happened? England just did pretty well, yeah. We were, we were semi-finalists. Oh, in yes, both I the men's so. and women's game. I believe so. Unfortunately, yes. as with the football team, often it ended at the semi final. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So. Anyway, we are actually doing a podcast about football. We are doing a, a podcast <laughs> a football about football. Film. Yes, yes. No, because Sorry. We're not natural sports watchers. Uh, well, you know, you, you like a bit of rugby, don't you? I like a bit of rugby and a bit of cricket. A bit of cricket? I don't understand cricket. England just won the. Uh, there's been loads of World Cups going on this month. Yeah. The T uh, Twenty, right? World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. We just won that. We won that. Yeah. Brilliant. Happy days. Good. We're good at something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, we've we've started it. We've started at a tangent. Yeah. We've actually started at a tangent. This is a new one day. World. We'll rein it in. Yeah. I feel like it's me being a bad influence. <laughs> Things so. because you, no. you've got your it's late. you've got your hands to your head already it's late. going on. It's, it's, it's late in the day. Uh, it's been a long day. Mm-hmm. We are Betty and Rita of yes. She Watchables podcast. We're actually talking about films, not football. Oh yeah. Thank goodness, because we know very little That's about uh, about about sports of any kind. But as you rightly point out, mm-hmm. um, it has been a. A month of sport already mm-hmm. with the Rugby World Cup and the T Twenty Cricket World Cup. Yeah. Is that not a robot out of the Terminator <laughs> franchise? Anyway, that and then coming up the uh, the actual the real the real World Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going to do a football film, aren't we? We are um, this month, and... which is why Rita's like extra happy this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do you, like you are a, bit a footy, of footy. Fan. I do like a bit of footy. I don't watch a lot of it because I'm very aware that um, I would get sucked in and just turn into a, a rabid, um, you know, Sky Sports BT. Um, I'd, I'd watch anything. I mean, I really mm-hmm. will watch any. I watch any football when I'm on holiday. Yeah. I do like watching a bit of footy. So I don't, because it's a, it's a very slippery slope. <laughs> um, so there were a few to go at. Yeah, we've got quite a a lot of British like footy films. Yes, yeah, like high quality. Definitely, yeah. Footy yeah. films, so yeah, we're a bit spoiled for choice, really. We consider going back in the day and maybe doing something like Gregory's Girl. We need to do something mm-hmm. a bit old school. Yeah, we've not done point. anything old school no. for a little while now. So we, we thought about that. We thought about... What else did we think about? Bend It Like Beckham. Bend It Like Beckham, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, which would have fitted in with our remit a little bit better than our current film that we've chosen. <laughs> but anyway, so there's lots of them. Finding Eric, that was another Oh, looking for Eric. Looking for Eric. So <laughs> Finding Eric. Finding Eric. Yeah, yeah, the, well, the extra budget version of it. <laughs> Spoiler, he does find Eric. So uh, there you go. Yeah, we do need to do that because mm-hmm. that is a fab film. But we didn't do any of those. What did we choose? The Damned United. We did. 2009 film by yeah. Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper. Do we start with talking about Tom Hooper or do we come back to Tom Hooper? We can, we can come back. We can... Okay, let's come back to Tom Hooper yeah. under, under cast and crew because what's to be okay, said? Yeah. What's to Fair be enough. said about Tom Hooper? Well, well, we'll find out. We will. We'll find out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a 2009 film based on a book. Mm-hmm. And it's a 
fi- I want to say fictionalised mm-hmm. um, history of Brian Clough's time at Leeds. It's not it's not fictionalised, but it, it takes some liberties. It definitely does. Yeah. Uh, David Peace, the author of the book mm-hmm. of the same title, he didn't like this description of the style of story, but right. it can't, to me it makes sense. It was called faction. I can, yeah, I can go along with that. Yeah, so a good mix of factual and fiction and action writing <laughs> action yes i guess yeah and facts no no not few facts no some facts so it's i've not read the book me neither i didn't even realize it was a book but i believe it's it's, it's kind of faithful to the book mm-hmm. but the book isn't necessarily faithful to the real life yeah. story yeah 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 and that's fair to say um, the leeds players didn't like the book um Mm-mm. i don't think the clough family liked the film no one likes it we yeah. like it do you we like really, it i love it yeah i love it um it's got 7.5 stars on imdb mm-hmm. and i feel like i would give it more than that yeah as a film as a film oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think when you find out the story and you realize which bits are made up and you realize that well actually a lot of it is made up for dramatic purposes yeah there's there's exaggerations left, right, and centre. Yeah, and, and outright um, made up. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But as a as a as a film, mm-hmm. it's a great film. Mm-hmm. I think another term that I read, um, some other director, in fact, um, uh, Tom Hooper described it as biographical fiction. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Which again, I think is another word for almost entirely made up. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> the. Um, the happy ending, which we'll come back to, apparently was suggested by Ron Howard. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I can see that from him. He likes a happy ending. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I'm not quite sure in what context, whether he was in a screening room, whether he saw mm. an early, I don't know, um, more research required. But yes, apparently. So it's a good film. It's yeah. excellent performances. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very good cast. Yeah. Not necessarily true. Mm-mm. Um in terms of yeah 7.5 on IMDb surprisingly well small or to small to none um in terms of uh, awards I know I can't believe like it was literally it didn't win any nope. from what I can gather it, no it was no, just it got, nominated it got, it got for five a nominations and won nothing didn't get any BAFTA nominations I no know. BAFTA it, nominations it's an independent British film. Mm. Why would BAFTA not be supporting it in some way, by at least acknowledging its existence and nominating it? Yeah, care. it's very, very difficult to understand that. <sighs> what I will say, though, is that In The Loop was nominated that same year. Yes. So, you know, it, w- it was up against stiff competition if it had been nominated. Yeah. Right, I'll tell you what's even more exciting than that. Uh-huh. Did you read what else was up for a BAFTA for outstanding british film which brings it under our remit i know what you're gonna say <laughs> i know because i was i was excited as well moon moon absolutely <laughs> i, didn't, I had no idea life. well obviously no idea. the director's british right isn't he because he's david bowie's son oh yeah of course yeah, he is, yeah. so i don't know I if that's know what that constitutes but... anyway if back yeah. to say it's a british film i'm all over and that. it won the british institute Film Awards for Best British Film that year. Well, that's going on the list. So. Straight away. That yeah. is eminently rewatchable. Yeah, it, w- it was. So rewatchable. 
I am excited. So many reasons that we won't go into now yeah. for spoiler alert. Just look out for that one in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was very, very surprised at that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was up against a lot of stiff competition. Yeah. Um, the yeah. fact that it barely got any nominations. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of good quality films out in 2009. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But shame, though. It is. Um, I, I mean, uh, Michael Sheen. Yeah. We'll come back to him. <laughs> I'm determined to do these notes in order. We're just teasing, teasing what's to come. <laughs> so when, when did you when did you first watch it? <laughs> Absolute um, chaos. <laughs> so the first time I watched it, my dad was watching it on TV. Okay. So I didn't go to the cinema to see right. it. Dad was watching it on TV, and I think I just happened upon uh-huh. him watching it. Sat down, watched it, thought, this is brilliant. Yes. Um, and I've watched it multiple times since. Yes. How about you? I, I realise that this is my answer to this question all the time, but I feel I saw it at the cinema. <laughs> I can't quite narrow that down. Mm-hmm. I feel like I did. I'm sure I did. Yeah. I'm sure I did. Would have been local. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and you, well, you just answered the, the question, is it rewatchable? Very. Yeah. Yeah. It's not long. Which I, is always I love great. the 98 minute runtime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Happy days. I watched or I started watching um, a 35 minute YouTube video of deleted scenes. Oh, really? Earlier on, yeah. Ooh. So it could have been an awful lot longer. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, that was trimmed down. Yeah. Because I like a good, short, punchy, to the point mm-hmm. um, film. And a lot, of the, a lot of the bits that I saw that were cut out were scenes that make us less um, sympathetic towards Brian Clough. Oh, okay. So I think even though they were good scenes, mm-hmm. they probably made exactly the right decision to cut them out because yeah. it's this film walks a fine line, doesn't it? It does. Making you sympathetic towards the lead character, you know. But and understanding that... He was a bit problematic and difficult. Problematic, yes, definitely. <laughs> to put it politely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a difficult chap. Yes, yeah. Um, I don't... Yeah, I don't know why it's rewatched, but I genuinely think it's just the performances. Yeah. Um, and I don't... I think, like, you know, you're saying mm-hmm. that about the 33 minutes of deleted yeah. scenes, um, it's perfectly cut because, for me, there's... Sorry, I'm skipping. There's no fast forward bits. <laughs> there aren't any. Let's um, just do that. Let's just tick that just, off because there aren't. I haven't got anything under that. I category. just think it's so well paced that you don't yeah. lose interest in any of it. No. no. So there's no yeah. saggy bits. No. No. I mean, Tom Hooper was saying that it was an absolute pig to edit because of all the going backwards and forwards and yeah. you know trying. One one of the scenes that they cut out was a scene after he's um, resigned from Derby mm-hmm. and they put. Um, Oh dear, I can't remember the guy's name. But they put one of his players in charge of the the club. Right. They? Okay. Yeah. Um, the one that he, he signed. Yes. Um, and there's a scene where he goes back to Derby to see him. Oh. Okay. As manager. Right. In that office, and they just said it messed with everybody's head when the when the when that scene was in. Mm-hmm. People couldn't quite figure out where you were in the yeah. time frame. Fair enough. So they cut it out. It was unnecessary, and they just mm-hmm. cut it out. They said it was hard enough trying to make sure that people would be able to follow it, jumping backwards yeah, and forwards. Yeah, because it does five and to six years back exactly. and forth, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, so having this kind of extra scene where someone else was manager at Derby was just 
mm-hmm. mind blowing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they cut it out. So yeah, I can imagine that being an absolute nightmare. Yep. You kind of imagine that they would have it all perfectly storyboarded out, but it doesn't sound like that was exactly how this went down. <laughs> I do love it when you hear of like directors uh, basically just shooting, shooting, shooting footage exactly. after footage, and then sitting down and going, right. Or just handing it over to an editor. (laughs) What are we going to do with this lot? Yeah, Yeah. it it really does make you just have massive respect for editors, for good Mm -hmm. editors. Mm -hmm. Um, Just putting all that stuff. You know, I suppose when I was younger and watching films, I just didn't really appreciate all of that. You just kind of thought, well, they just point a camera at something and they say the words and they move the cameras around a bit and then they do the next scene. But obviously, you know. You might do a couple of takes and then that's it. Exactly, yeah. 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 And that obviously isn't how you make films. No. (laughs) As we've learned. Um, How British is it? Super duper British. Like possibly 100%. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say oh, so. Sorry, to use a football analogy, 110% British. Oh, yes, of Jeff. course. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, it was produced by Columbia Pictures, oh, okay. which is American. It is, yeah. But in sort of cohort with BBC Films, Screen mm-hmm. Yorkshire and Left Bank Pictures, which are all British yes. mm-hmm. like film production yeah. companies, the cast is like... Super duper British, mm-hmm. yeah, and kind of like British royalty yes. in the acting world. Jim yeah. Broadbent, <laughs> you are the king. Yes, fabulous. Yeah. Um, it was filmed, uh, filmed at Ellen Road mm-hmm. uh, and at Chesterfield FC, Chesterfield mm-hmm. FC, Doubleford, Derby County, and um, Scarborough, Scarborough, it's Scarborough, yeah, <laughs> Brighton. Uh, uh-huh. It's actually Scarborough. Yep. Um, and the bit in London where they go and sign the play, that's also Scarborough. Right. But they put mm-hmm. CG tower blocks in the back. Oh, they realise right. it looks nothing okay. like London, so they just put a few tower blocks in the back. Okay. Very well done, actually. Yeah, if you didn't enough. know yeah, they were, they were CG, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Wembley was CG. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, based on architectural plans from the time. Oh, okay. Um, and, fact fans, populated mostly by computer-generated people using the same software that they use for Helm's Deep. Ah, oh, nice. There you go. Footnote. The Damned United grossed only $4.1 million worldwide, of which only just over $440,000 were earned in the US. Unfortunately, it cost $10 million to make, possibly as a result of expensive CG. Whether this includes the undisclosed settlement awarded to Dave Mackay, who successfully sued Left Bank Pictures over his portrayal as a traitor who took Clough's job at Derby, is unclear. Impressed. Absolutely. I didn't realise. Yeah, there you go. I know you No, you don't, no. do you? No, no I suppose. I mean, there not. were some real people, obviously, yeah. but when you see the wide shots. Yeah. Um, yeah, CG people. Mm-hmm. I like the way that the film kind of uses old footage and new footage. Yeah. And it... You're kind of looking at the screen going, is that is original that, footage yeah. or is that the actual actors doing a, that at the moment? There's a bit where they're walking out, I don't know if that's at Wembley, where oh. they're walking out and it looks like archive footage, but then when you look at yeah. it, you're like, no, that's Stephen Graham. That's yeah. definitely Stephen Graham and, and Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm. But, but it looks really grainy, doesn't it? Yeah, but then the intercut that bit with like the, the uh, fisticuffs between Kevin yes. Keegan and yeah. Billy Bremner. Bremner, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, it's very well done. It is. Very well done. Well, we've held back. Should we do cast and, and MVP? <laughs> yeah, we're kind of there. Are we there? Are we there on your we're list? We're kind of there. I've missed there this there bit, about. but I will come back to that bit. 
Okay. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's quite high. That's Is that quite high, high up online list? as well. Okay, so that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, Michael Sheen, actual acting royalty. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty-two awards from forty-two nominations. Right. Okay. Wow. I mean, not for this film, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, what? is that like his? Brian Clough's 251 goals from 273 starts. Pretty much, <laughs> it is, yeah, it? yeah, pretty it's, much. It's the same level of, wow. <laughs> yeah. He's from uh, Port Talbot, which mm-hmm. is the same place that Richard Burton and Anthony Hop sorry, Sir Anthony Hopkins, um, came yeah. from. So, something in the water. Yeah. I always Port forget Talbot. he's Welsh as well. <laughs> no! Every no. time I read that, I'm like, oh yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah, he is, yeah. I don't know if you've... Have, did you see the... Um, I think it was a TV movie where he played Kenneth Williams... I've not seen that, no. It's uh-uh. I had to look it up to see if it was before or after this, and it was before, because there's a little bit of, I think, Kenneth Williams. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't yeah. see this, listeners. But in it, when he's kind of... Pursing he does, his he does the little, a little bit. lip pursing, doesn't yeah. he, in this? And you, I just thought, he just got that little, just that slight little camp, mm-hmm. you know, um, aspect yeah, he is to his bit. performance. It just reminded me that... And I was like, oh, yeah, he did, he did that. And, he, and, then, mm-hmm. and then he can do... I'm in Twilight. He can do anything. <laughs> this man can do anything. He can. Probably shouldn't have done Tron Twilight. Tron 2 was pretty good. Tron 2. He yeah. was pretty Tron, good eating the Tron scenery Legacy. in Tron 2. Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy. Get it right. Well, he I was, loved that film. He was very good, yeah. He's a good scenery chewer. He's a very, he very good actor and he's also a good yes. scenery chewer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his performance in this is uncanny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely Yeah, I uncanny. love watching the interviews. Yeah. Like, I remember after I'd first watched the film, uh-huh. and I went on YouTube and was, like, looking at Did you like, watch the 25-minute interview with John yeah. Levy? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to see how different that interview was, parts of that interview was compared yes. to the way they dramatise it in Absolutely. the film. But, um, yeah, the way he takes him off is it's, it's yeah. just, like... Just the tiny little thing, just like the little, the little head-up thing that he does. Uh-huh. And the way that he speaks, and occasionally he goes a little bit posh. Yeah. And he draws out mm-hmm. certain... How much footage must he have watched mm-hmm. to get that performance? It's just unbelievable, isn't it? It is. Wow. I think yeah. Colm Meany does a pretty good uh, Don Revy yes, as well, does. actually. He does. Because Colm Meany, like, he's, he's been in everything. He's He's been in all sorts, like... But would we say his range is... Yeah, fairly narrow. Yeah, I guess so. I've never seen him in anything where I've gone, I didn't realise that was Colmini. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Colmini no. is very recognisable yes. as Colmini in yes. all the films. But, yeah, I think he does a really good Don Revy sort I, I, of take. Yeah, definitely. I wasn't really that familiar with Don Revy, but then I, I did, I went onto YouTube yeah. and watched the interview. And quite apart from the fact that they've recreated all the outfits... Mm-hmm. Like down to the same ties and whatnot, just unbelievable. Yeah, you know. But yeah, he is. He's spot on, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, props to him. Yep. Um, just on a little side note, for that um, apparently Kenneth Branagh was uh, a potential yes. for playing Don Revy, and I'm kind of glad that that didn't happen. As much as I love you, Kenneth Branagh. Yes, we all love Kenneth Branagh, but I don't think the world was ready for him being a, you know, a baddie particularly. No, we had to wait till ten point. for that. Yeah. Yeah, I rewatched Frankenstein mm. the other day. Yeah, I've, not, I've still not seen it. It's, I mean, it's not great. Oh, I remember, no. I remember liking it more. Put it that way. Uh-huh. But I think you always look back on films with rose-tinted spectacles, don't mm-hmm. you? But um, Robert De Niro is astonishing. Yeah, just unbelievable. He's, he's yeah, obviously steals the whole film. Mm-hmm. 
But um, but yeah, he's a bit of a little bit of a baddie in that. Oh, okay. Because I mean, okay. he is really, isn't he? Yeah, I suppose so. You know, I mean, like nobody is sympathetic in that film apart from the the, the preacher. But anyway, we're, we're getting off subject. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My fault again. Uncharacteristic. Um, Jim Broadbent, as you say, unbelievable. He's wearing fake ears. I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. glad you said that because when I was watching ears. it again over the weekend, I was thinking, I never realised Jim Broadbent's earlobes were so big. Because <laughs> apparently Sam Longson had like the the biggest ears in in football. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, so he insisted on having the fake ears. There's one particular scene where he's just signed all those people, mm-hmm. and he's he's you know a bit human about he's it. Given Brian a bit of a yeah in the middle of the and and is it just just huge just fill the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I am so glad you said that because I was thinking I've never noticed this before. No, and I, th- I feel like I would have fixated. Yes, on his ears like definitely. The next time yeah. we're watching something yeah. else with Jim Broadbent. No, he, he, those are not his, his ears. Well, not all of them. Are his ears, <laughs> anyway. um, Brian McArdle playing uh, Dave McKay mm-hmm. um, has got fake black teeth. Oh right, Those okay. Teeth, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they are yeah. not. Um, yeah, they don't look like that in real life. It's got a lovely set of teeth. Who else? Timothy Spall. Yeah, and Peter Taylor. The long-suffering Peter oh, Taylor. Man. Yeah, Martin Compson. Who's Martin Compson? Um, I can't tell you which footballer he plays, but um, but Martin Compson from Line of Duty. Oh, I know what you mean yeah, now. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I just know him as Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when um, yeah when, when he goes and sits down by the side of him in the in the restaurant, I'm like, is that Martin Compson? Yeah. <laughs> um, doing his proper Scottish. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Graham. Yeah. Playing someone who's you know not that scary for once. I don't know. He's some of those. Tackles, he yeah, pops in a, like pretty dodge. Yeah, he's less scary than he is. But in yeah, he films, is less scary. definitely. Yeah, Peter McDonald as Johnny Giles as well. Yeah, we've got yeah. lots and lots of cameos mm-hmm. in the archive footage. John Craven, I was very excited about. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Muhammad Ali, of course. Yeah, uh, Michael Parkinson, um, Kevin Keegan. Yeah. Now I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to fact check this. Okay. With my mother. I was going to say, please tell your Kevin I'm Keegan gonna have story. To tell, I know, but I kind of feel it's one of those stories that I've repeated so many times because mm-hmm. I believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. That if I ask my mum and she's like, where on earth have you got that from? Like, you told me, but, you know. Okay. Maybe. But anyway, yeah. my mum tells me that when Kevin Keegan was playing at Liverpool, um, he carried me up an escalator in Liverpool City Centre yeah. because my mum was struggling with the pram. Aww. There you go. What a gent. I want to believe that's true. I I believe it. I'm sure it. it's true. I'm sure that's true. Yeah. So there you go. Nice chap. Despite the language that he's coming out <laughs> with on the pitch, silently on the pitch in this film. But um, I mean, no. that that is actual footage of them like lamping each other and I can't <laughs> say is. I blame him for smacking him one No, back. definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Yeah, poor Keegan. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Don't blame him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, in the aftermath of that, they mm. were both at the hearing together for yeah. this, like suspensions uh-huh. that followed that incident. And and Kevin Keegan said Billy Bremner actually did like apologise to right. him afterwards yeah. and was quite upset mm-hmm. at his behaviour. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and the ban. And the, um, <laughs> what yeah. imagine? Whether, whether it was the behaviour or the ban that was upsetting him the most, yeah. who knows? But yeah, I thought, oh, fair oh, enough. That's, yeah. that's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, why let the truth get in the way of a good story? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, screenplay by Peter Morgan. Mm-hmm. 
um, obviously based on the book. Where to start with Tom Hooper? So, a checkered, uh, a checkered directorial history. Mm-hmm. It's fair to say. Yes. So started on TV. Okay. So he did EastEnders and Cold Feet and all those things that you know people cut his teeth cut, on British television. Yes. He did John Adams, uh, HBO series that I think it was very very worthy. Okay. It was very very good. I think I watched two episodes. <laughs> then. Uh huh. King's Speech. I know. Four Oscars. Yeah. Including one for best best film and best director. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Then Les Mis. Yeah. Three Oscars. Mm-hmm. Then The Danish Girl. I've never seen it, so I can't. Not comment. seen it. Was a little bit mm-hmm. controversial, I believe, because of casting of yes, Manners, yeah. all of that. Um, and then. I know. Cats. Yeah. Even just looking at like one still from I mean, Cats on IMDb, what? I was like, oh no. Which was in two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. And like if you look at IMDb he's got nothing coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that about? Is he just gonna hid under a rock, do we think? Was Cats two thousand Cats two thousand and nineteen? Sorry, it was two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. I was Sorry. just thinking Of course it was. I don't yes, think no, it was that long ago, no, unfortunately. No, sadly not. No, it was two thousand nineteen. <laughs> okay, so yeah, is, so he's not got it's like anything. Three years ago, up. what is he doing? Because normally on IMDB mm-hmm. it'll tell you things that are in production, things yeah. rumours. Mm-hmm. It's like he's missing in action. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. Maybe he's just working under a different name now. Possibly. (laughs) Yeah. He's one of only three directors to have won both a Best Director Oscar and a Razzie for Worst Director. (laughs) And not for the same film, I hasten to add. Footnote. The other directors who have received Razzies and Oscars are Kevin Costner, who won for Dances with Wolves and The Postman, and Michael Cimino for The Deer Hunter and Year of the Dragon. I'll leave it to you to guess which way around. Bring back your skills, Tom Hooper. Do you think Don't... maybe, and this has only just occurred to me, yeah. do you think maybe he's got a Peter Taylor? Maybe. Or, um, I don't know. You know, and, yeah. and maybe he wasn't on board with Cats. <laughs> and that's, that's what went wrong. Who was on board with Cats? Because we need to have a word. <laughs> no, I mean... I... Full disclosure, haven't seen it. I've seen clips of it, yeah. which was enough to make me go, no, no. Yeah. just no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you're alone no. in that. So, yeah, so we, we don't we don't know what's happened, really, with Tom Hooper. Oh, poor Tom very, Hooper. Very if you're listening, Tom, reach out to us, let us know you're okay. Please do, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this is a great film. Uh-huh. And The King's Speech is a bit grey pound, but, you know, it's a good film. Yeah. Lame is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what's gone wrong. Moving on. Yeah. So How? you said... Oh, sorry, go on. Go on, go on. Oh, well, I was just going to say, you said the screenplay was written by Peter Morgan. Mm. So just to mention a few of his oh, credentials, because yeah, he, is, he is a, a, is he a good titan? writer. Mm-hmm. Frost versus Nixon. Oh, also with Michael Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic film. Mm-hmm. The Queen, never seen it. Big pound again. I think but, it was... Yeah. Well you received. Know, well received, yes. yeah. And The Last King of Scotland. Oh, very good. I mean, he's written oh, my. Yeah. much more stuff than that, but, wow. you know, some yeah, prominent yeah. things there. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 Good yeah. Oh, my. Last King of Scotland. Excellent film. Mm. Don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I'll put that in <laughs> that file. Say, yes, it's in that box. <laughs> it's yes, in that box. Definitely. How, did you get a degree of Richard Curtis? I'm really proud of mine. Oh. It's short. Okay. It's short. Okay. But, but it's, you know. 
Well, I mean, I got like a cheaty one that uh-huh. was just too daft and easy. So then I did another one where okay. I had to put a little bit more effort into it. Go for it. So easy cheaty one is uh, Timothy Spall has starred both in Harry Potter and Sweeney Todd with Alan Rickman. Oh, Alan yeah. Rickman was in Love Actually. Very good. That is, a good one. that is a good one. Yeah. Do you want me next one? So I give you the one. I'll put a bit more. Put like ten minutes into find this. (laughs) Whole ten minutes. minutes. And it's still only two degrees. (laughs) So Peter McDonald, who played Johnny Giles, right? um, He he starred in The Dig, right? Yeah, Um, with um, Ray Fine. Yeah, Yeah. but also in that film was Lily James, right? And Lily James starred in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, right? And that is based on the story written by Richard Curtis. Oh, so okay. So he wrote the story right. and then yes. somebody else adapted right. it for the screen. Okay. So. Okay. I didn't really realise that you had a hand. Well done. Thank you. Well done. That is little, a good one. A little bit of ten minutes, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, mine is very straightforward. Mm-hmm. But um, features... <laughs> Doesn't feature a cat. He heard us say. He heard us talking about cats. He did. He's come We're back in. We're not talking that. about you guys. I'm talking about a dreadful film. <laughs> um, so it only involves two people. Okay. But they're playing multiple parts. Ooh. Okay. Indeed. So Jim Broadbent played multiple characters mm-hmm. in Cloud Atlas. <gasps> so he did. Only I liked. Um, I, I like Cloud Do you Atlas. like it? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I'm not sure I quite got it all, but I enjoyed what I watched. <laughs> it's it's great. I, I, yeah, I think it's really underrated. Um, so Jim Robert played multiple characters in Cloud Atlas, as did Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. of course, who also starred oh, in Bravo. Bravo. If you know Bridget Jones's diary, I think he'll love actually. Yay. Love actually, we might have to come back to you later. Yeah. Do you know what's happening? You know yeah. what's happening? I know. You know what time of year we're at? Anyway, <laughs> we'll come back to that. <laughs> Just park that for the time being. Yeah. Um, Favourite scenes? Oh, I tried to limit myself to one, but I got a bit carried away. Uh-huh. The first one that I wrote down was the preparation that Brian Clough was putting into getting Derby's ground. Yep. Derby's yep. ground. Derby's ground. Derby. I never say it right. Let's call the whole thing off. Derby. 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 I always say Derby because that's how it's spelled. It is, yeah. Roller Derby. And I say Roller Derby, roller but derby. people say, but it's Roller, roller derby. derby. I'm like, but it's Roller Derby. I think and it's Derby. Yeah. That's the other thing that um, weirded me out about that um, real life interview, mm-hmm. was they were calling Don Revy, Don Revy. Yeah. And I thought, oh, is this film going to be wrong it all, the way, all the way through? <laughs> yeah. Seems like a weird thing to make a, uh, an aesthetic choice on. Yeah. Getting someone's name wrong. But anyway. There we we go. So yeah, Brian Clough preparing for... Leeds mm-hmm. visit, yeah. Uh, when he's all like, you know, in awe of Don yes. Revy and uh-huh. the footballers, yeah, and he wants to impress them, yeah. And he's hoping he's going to share a drink and a moment yeah. with Don Revy, and I'm like, oh, Aww. and I love all the running around that he does, you know, talking to the groundsman, saying yeah. that he wants the pitch to be like a carpet, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, going hustling the cleaners up from the cigarette yeah. break saying come on scrub them walls blah 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 and he's putting little oranges out on all the towels and, and an, an ashtray, ashtray. <laughs> yeah for each of the players that's brilliant and uh, oh i just think it's so cute it i think it's so and cute sad. and made up but, but... I, yeah it's made up but i also like the sort of the exchange then that comes as a result of that scene mm-hmm. with brian clough and peter taylor yeah where brian clough's banging on about how amazing yeah it's gonna be and peter taylor's a bit more down to earth and basically just 
you know, calls Don Revy what he thinks of him. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like that sort of setup. It, it, well, it is. It is, isn't it? It's, uh-huh. It is all a setup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a shame all that isn't true. Yeah. But yeah, it's setting up the story. From a film point of view, it's good. yes, of course. It's, it's setting up the narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, which isn't true, but it's it's a you know yeah. It's the story of this film. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I like that. And my favourite scene, I think, is probably also my least favourite scene. Okay. Because it kind of starts as, you know, almost my favourite scene, but then kind of... Um, in Mallorca. Yeah. I love the fact that it's dead sunny. Because <sighs> all the way through the film, Leeds and Derby, it all looks grim. Grimmer <laughs> yes. than as a grim thing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It's, it's cold it's and grey. and cold and horrid. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Mallorca and the sunshine mm-hmm. and the sea's blue and the sky and I love that I just love the shot where he's what where he's reading the paper mm-hmm. and he's got his mirrored shades on and yeah. the paper's reflected and it just looks like a different film. Yeah. Like an entirely different film and they're enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. Um but then it disintegrates, doesn't it, into it the does. argument uh yeah. on the boardwalk, which is horrid. It is. Um, but what I love is they're both wearing the same outfit. They're literally, you go back and watch it. Okay, I didn't even clock they're, that. they're not wearing the same clothes, exactly, mm-hmm. but they're both wearing the same colour shorts, they're mm-hmm. both wearing a stripy blue mm. um, T-shirt, they're both wearing the same <laughs> shoes. They look like, you know, yeah. they look like little twins, you know, Aww. brothers from other mothers. Yeah. And it's just such a sad scene because they're so, they're not similar, but the two halves of the same. Yeah. Whole like earlier in the film, and they're singing love and marriage, exactly celebrating. Exactly, it's like they are like a married couple, yes, but, they yeah. are. And it's just like that whole scene is just like a marriage breakup, isn't mm-hmm. it? And it's just it horrible. is very sad. And then, right at the very end, when you get that really long shot, and even from a distance, mm-hmm. like Michael Sheen doesn't have to do the face acting, yeah, you know, even though he is a uh, stage actor, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He can show, I suppose, people at the back of the room what he's what he's thinking, what yeah. he's trying to communicate. And in that long shot, you just see him kind of, just his body language, like, oh, I didn't mean to do it. You could tell. Yeah. What have I done? Yeah. I didn't mean to, I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. You can see, he doesn't say anything. It's almost silhouetted. Yeah. But you can tell that straight away he's regretting what he said. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I love that whole scene. But I also don't yeah. like it. It is very sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... Love the bit where they make up at the end. It's really cheesy. It's really cheesy. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it is. However, um, I've got it under my worst lines. Yeah? Yeah, because I just think, where does this, like... Oh, I know that they've hinted, you know, they're like a marriage, they're a married mm-hmm. couple. They kind of stress it all the way through. We get it. There's no there's no homoerotic subtext here. Mm-hmm. They're just two men who work really well together and they're really good friends and they feed each other crisps, you know, and that's <laughs> great. Um, but then when he says, say, please, baby, take me back, it's like, that's just a bit weird. I thought it must weird. be like some song lyrics or something. Maybe, maybe. But he's really I mean, he doesn't explain that it. anywhere, no, does it? No, doesn't. But I always thought, oh, maybe that was like maybe. a song that they like. Possibly, yeah. Oh, I Possibly, know. I don't know. There was a 1957 song called Baby Take Me Back by Rock LaRue, which could have been the inspiration behind Peter Taylor's odd request for an apology. The rest of the lyrics include, I know I done you wrong, but I belong with you. When you needed me most, I turned my back on you. 
won't you hold me, hug me, squeeze me like you did before. Hey baby, take me back. Oh. But he seems really reluctant to say it, as if it's not something <laughs> that he's ever really said before. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. just think that's like, who wrote this? Did Ron Howard write this? This is weird. <laughs> this is slightly weird. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that it's in there, mm-hmm. even though it didn't happen. Yes. Well, that's fine. Yeah. That's but it is fine. nice. And it's also kind of quite sad as well, because when he hugs him, he says, like, you know, I can't think of the exact line, but basically, like, you're going to do this again, aren't you? Yeah. You know. Like a kind of, uh, you know... An Accepting abused, his flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like someone who's, you know, who's in a relationship that's not... Not brilliant. good for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's, it's you know, it's kind of bittersweet, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Uh, any favourite lines and can you use them in real life? Um, I don't know if I could use any of them in real life. <laughs> not without offending somebody. <laughs> um, in... In your favourite slash worst scene. Yes. Um, the insult history's birdsong afterthought. Uh, yes. I know. I mean, it really gets some good insults Oof. in this. Um, yeah. Oh. I mean, harsh. it's his delivery of that as well, but that yeah. it proper makes you laugh, even yeah. though it's a bit brutal. It is brutal. It, it is funny. They, they kind of, you know, they, they say things to each other that, that really you can only say when you're very close to somebody. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, these are not, these are like designed to like properly hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they both give it like both barrels at each other, don't they? Like, oh, yeah. Peter yeah. Taylor is obviously like the more level headed of the two of them, but he doesn't have to give it back to Brian Clough when Definitely. he starts. So. Yeah. And he's not wrong, is he? About, no. you know, the fact that he's, he's too, he's, his ego's too big. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, in terms of insults and good lines, I do like what he calls um, uh, uh, Dave Mackay when he finds out that he's being made manager, but we can't repeat that here. Oh, and apparently yes. that was um, that was something that they thought, is that too much? <laughs> is that too much? Apparently everybody liked it in the yeah, test screen. Enough. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think one of my, my favourite lines is, he's broken more bones than evil than evil. <laughs> that is good. Evil the can evil. Evil yeah. the can evil. Yeah, that's Aww. very good. I like um, look where we are. We're almost in France <laughs> when he's uh, yeah, actually in Scarborough. upset about being in Brighton yes. slash yeah. Scarborough pretending to be Brighton. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah, almost definitely. in France. Like that's a terrible thing. <laughs> um, I, I just like the the bits. Yeah, again, the bits that set up the the narrative, like right at the very beginning. When again, when you rewatch it, because mm-hmm. you think when you've watched it, you think, oh, it's about how Brian Clough hates Don Revy. Yeah. But then when you rewatch it, in the first like five, ten minutes, he says, best manager in the country, Don mm-hmm. So it isn't that he hates him, it's that he has him on a high pedestal yeah. that he falls from in the film. Yes. Not necessarily in real life. And they always but, yeah. say, don't meet your idols, don't exactly. they? Because they'll just yeah, disappoint you. But there you go. There you go. Um, and just the whole setup went, when, again, when they're going, um, finding uh, and signing Dave McKay. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Brian Clough says, uh, you know, you, you would have you would have just walked away from here with a handshake. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have got him to sign. What would you do without me? And he says, you wouldn't have found him without me. Mm-hmm. And just that whole little exchange is like, this is this is the relationship. Yeah. This is the partnership here. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter Taylor is the scout. He finds people and Brian Clough sprinkles fairy dust on it. Yeah. Makes it happen. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, With somebody else's whole... money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> 
I do like his arrogant comment of, I wouldn't say I was the best manager in the country, but I am in the top one. Which is, which is an actual quote. <laughs> it isn't is, it? Like yeah. An actual Frank Love yeah, it's quote. Brilliant. Um, and quite a few bits that, I mean, I don't know, 2009, footballers were getting paid quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like they are now, but, you know, it's like an, ex- if you look at the, the graph of footballers' wages, it is exponential. Yeah. So I like these little bits that are in this film that are talking about, well, this is the way that football was going at mm-hmm. this time in the 1970s, and now look where we are. And who would have thought that we'd be, you know... Um, in the space of 40 now. years, someone's gone from £300 a week to 300 grand a week. Unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, you can't pay a football player £300 a week. Apparently, the average football's wage in 1972 was £77. Oof. So £300 is quite a lot. But yeah. George Best was earning a grand a week in 1969. Wow. So... You know, it, when they say an average, mm-hmm. I mean, same as it is today, I suppose. There must have yeah. been people in the Premier League or whatever it was called then, I can't mm-hmm. remember, earning yay much. Mm-hmm. And then the people in the little amateur leagues earning next to nothing. Yeah. Oh, well, probably nothing. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, again, Sam Longson saying, if money's the way football's going, then that suits us chairmen just fine because we're the ones that have got it. Mm-hmm. Which again. Good burn. Same, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's the way things are today, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was thinking as well that um, well, we chose this film because of the topicality of the Football World Cup, let's clarify, yep. um, coming up. But actually, it's topical in another couple of ways. Mm-hmm. One, because, you know, 44 days is a very short time to spend in a job. And yep. we have other people in, in our country that have recently spent uh, just slightly longer than that in a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was quite topical for those reasons. Yeah. Um, it's in a, in, a, in a class of people who haven't spent very long in a job. Yeah. Footnote. I had to Google this, even though it's quite recent. But Liz Truss resigned after just 45 days in office. One can only imagine she held on for that extra day just to beat... Brian Clough's record. Also, the hoo-ha with um, Cristiano Ronaldo. What's going on there? Well, I heard this on the radio and I thought, oh my, this is really topical because obviously the film is bookended with mm-hmm. these two interviews, isn't it? Yeah. Two Yorkshire TV interviews. Then he gets in trouble about the first one, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Because he's gone on and said not very nice things about Don Revy and gets into trouble. So apparently, it hasn't. I don't think it's actually been published yet but um he's basically just criticized the whole team he's criticized the manager oh. he's not getting a game apparently i think he, i think he's pretty much done really uh, yeah it okay. sounds like Interesting. it yeah so he's kind of made these comments that um you know team haven't been very sympathetic to him apparently right. he couldn't start the season because he he's had to spend some time in portugal with his uh, daughter Right, okay. Um, who was ill, so you can yeah. understand why he wanted to do that. And apparently he says that the team wasn't very sympathetic. And uh-huh. So these uh, yeah. comments have been made and they're not very happy. Oh, right, okay. People are, yeah, he has uh, had a pretty rotten year, actually. I think um, it was, they lost a, one of the young That's right. children. I think they were twins. Yeah, and boy and girl. The and boy, the... They, they lost the boy and the girl was not very well, right, so he stayed yeah. behind to look mm. after her and it wasn't... This is, you know, this yeah. is all yeah, yeah, yeah. speculation. This, this is all speculation. Things. This is what apparently has been said to Piers Morgan. Um, oh. You know, who knows what he said to get this stuff out of him. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. people at United are Not unhappy happy. with this um, with this interview. So again, you know, super topical. Yeah, we're just hitting it right on the head. 
this Good month. Good pick. Yeah. <laughs> People giving controversial interviews that no one knows about yeah. until they're, uh, they're in. The... Isn't it funny? You now get trailers for interviews. You know? I know, that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. How very strange. Any other good lines? Oh, a, a, a line that you actually can use. <laughs> I love, and I just love this. It just really tickles me, and I don't know why. In one of the early matches, mm-hmm. where Peter Taylor's just shouting, Think! <laughs> Think! <laughs> and with the tap of the head as yeah, well. Yeah, I could use that every I day. love that. Yeah, yeah, I might do. I might start using that. Make a little... <laughs> uh, I do like that. That's fun. Um, and when uh, they're watching Muhammad Ali... Mm-hmm. Um, giving him a bit of, bit of back chat on the telly. Are you going to stop it? No, I'm going to fight him. It's the way he says it as well. Oh, no, yeah. like, no, I'm going to fight him. <laughs> like he can take on everybody at this time. Yeah, right I, think he, I think he probably In the thinks, film he thinks he can. Yeah, <laughs> I think he, yeah, uh, definitely. Any good food? Well, I think there's lots, quite a bit of good food in this. Yeah. Quite a bit of food. Yeah, there's quite a bit of food. Mm. Um, I mean, two lots of food that I... Got excited about fish and chips mm. and chicken boona, and it was all in the same <laughs> sentence. Well, apparently, when I watched the commentary, they were saying that they just told the kids to get really excited. Yeah. Um, so the, what they're saying is unscripted. Mm-hmm. They've just said, you need to get really excited. Okay. And the little girl jumping up and down shouting, chicken boona, chicken boona, <laughs> completely unscripted. <laughs> and apparently they said that he uses that to this day whenever anything's really exciting. <laughs> chicken boona! <laughs> Which is a lovely That's idea. That's really cute. It is, yeah. I was thinking when I was watching it, like, how did they sort of direct the kids in that scene? Yeah. You know, what did they do to get them, like, so, like, so animated Because they don't understand. No, they You know, they don't understand what's exciting about Derby playing Leeds, you yeah. know. But, um, yeah, just told them to get really excited. So maybe <laughs> it was just genuinely the chicken booner yeah, that fair. made them excited. But I am upset about the wasted chips in that scene. <gasps> I know. I mean, chips is a treat. Yeah. You know, you've got a treat. Yeah. Go out for your chicken booner tomorrow. I know, I was thinking that. I, but I think that's kind of making a statement literally right at the start of the film, isn't it? Yeah. That if there's a better offer, or what he deems a better oh, offer... that's deep. He is, like, he's on it. Yeah. And and it doesn't matter yeah. what else, what other people might have already uh-huh. done. You know, yeah. poor Pete's just paid for fish and chips out yes. of his pocket, probably. Yeah. yeah. And he's getting told to sling it. That's deep, that. Yeah. So I think it's like setting that stall. I think it's metaphorical chicken booner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is posh. Mm. (laughs) It is. It is using some big words, like the interviewer in the the first interview. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, wasted chips. Mm. No need. I know. I do like the... um, I do like the crisps in the car scene. Yeah. I just think it's so cute. (gasps) I know. Peter Taylor feeding him crisps. Yeah. Uh, drinking beer whilst they're driving. I know. <laughs> well, and also not wearing seatbelts. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, at least you can say that this was the 1970s, and I'm not entirely sure when the seatbelt laws and the alcohol, mm-hmm. the drinking and driving laws came in, probably, probably about that time. But what disturbs me is when you watch American programmes and films, mm-hmm. modern day, yeah. how many Americans drink and drive? Yes. It, it, it startles me. Mm-hmm. It's something that often takes me out of a film, actually. <laughs> when I'm watching it, I'm like, Did he, he's getting into a car. We've literally just seen him drink six pints of lager. Yeah. He's so getting into a shot in a bar. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's like, do they not have drunk driving laws in, yeah. in America? What's going on there? Very bizarre. It is. Um, the, again, more wasted food. The dinner going cold. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, the, the, the forgot about phone. the dinner bit. Yeah. I, did, I like that scene, though. Yeah. They're like teenagers. They are like they? kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the phone Your to the mates. getting cold. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it made me think, no microwaves. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, no microwave. cold. Yeah, your tea cold. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to fire up the oven, mm-hmm. are you, to reheat your tea? Yeah, that's it. Very true. Can't stick it in the microwave for later. You've just reminded me of another little funny bit of scene, mm-hmm. and it is the the dinner one where yeah, the phone's ringing, and he's and he's looking at his wife like, "Can I answer the phone?" And he's like, "But it might be Pete," and she goes, "Of course, it's Pete." <laughs> yes. <laughs> It does make me chuckle. And also the fact that my mum always rings me when I'm having my tea. Like, no matter <laughs> like what time I'm power. having my tea, it is definitely a yeah. magic mum power. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, See, I think that's the other way around with me. I always somehow manage to ring my mum when she's, she's having her tea. tea. <laughs> There's obviously a connection there. I think I need to just stop ringing her on my way home from work. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell her to have a tea early. I know, yeah. Or later. Just stop being Selfish. inconvenient, mum, and I'll be tea soon. <laughs> Uh, I didn't look up if that um, if that wine was particularly expensive that he gets out for. Um... Wasn't it like it's Chateau Neuf de Soleil? Oh, de Soleil! Which I, exactly, oh, right. yeah. Because oh, okay. I, 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 I saw the Chateau Neuf and I thought, oh, de pa- everyone's heard <laughs> of that, yeah. But yeah. I don't know if that's a more expensive one. Maybe it's like a budget oh, okay. version. Yeah. Maybe it's a Derby County version yeah. of uh, Chateau Neuf de Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, lots of food. Mm. Yeah, mm. I could eat a chicken burner about now. Yeah, a chicken burner, absolutely. Yum. Speaking of mums and tea, can you watch it with your mum? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. My mum's not particular. No, actually, mum does like a bit of football on on the quiet. Yeah. yeah. But um, there's a bit of bad language, but I think it's in context. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't think it's unnecessary bad language, is it? It's not for the no. sake of it. No. Some of, some of the language is a little bit like, yeah. you know, but yeah, it's it's in context to express. Um, disgust or anger. Yeah, and I'm sure such. it was probably quite reined into what was actually said. Probably in was. some instances. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I feel like if I watched this film with my mum, she'd probably sit there for like the full 98 minutes telling me how terrible leads were, how dirty they were <laughs> in the 70s yeah. and stuff. Because she used to go watching Man United with my dad. Oh right, in okay. the 70s. Yeah. So they had a lot of experience of not just the leads. Uh, team playing yeah but the fans as well i think yeah. and uh yeah you get her on that subject really <laughs> yes. so how'd she see they it? had to run away a few times i oh, think really? yeah oh, um i can't remember if she it wouldn't surprise me if she has watched this at some point yeah but i can't remember watching it with her so yeah yeah but i think it is something she'd appreciate definitely yeah mm. yeah um sadly not a more movie no it's really not it's really not no mm-hmm there's really only the um, the wives. Yeah. Who don't really speak to each other. And the little girl that shouts chicken booner. Chicken booner. Yeah, she's just talking about chicken booner to herself. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame, but that said, it's a football film set in the 1970s. Yeah, it's predominantly male. It's yes. Fine. Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's in a separate section. Yeah. So we don't mind that. Mm-mm. Not at all. Uh, any other film references? I thought this was quite tricky, but I did manage Ooh. to dredge a couple up. Okay, they're not even they're, they're not even there. I just made them. <laughs> really. I'm thinking, uh, no, I don't know. The, apparently, it was designed. The film was was designed to end with um, Brian Clough reciting "My Way," right? Okay, which would have made it. I think. I think they were trying to do an homage in some way to um, Raging Bull. Right, okay. So that might have been a, you know, yeah. that could have been a reference. Okay. Could have been a contender, but <laughs> it wasn't. 
good. I've recently watched uh, Stalag 17, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It's a oh. Billy Wilder film that I have not caught up with up to now. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's Chicken Run. I mean, it really is. Oh, it's okay. It really is. It's brilliant. Um, but there's a bit in that where two people try to escape mm-hmm. into the, the women's compound of the uh, prisoner of war camp by painting lines um, with, with essentially with a, with one of those devices that the linesman or the groundsman okay. is trying to paint the line uh-huh. on the pitch with. Um, and they just basically just roll their way out of the door. But they're trying to paint lines on mud, you know, yeah, on like something that really happening. you can't. So when I saw this film, I was like, oh, it's very, really quite similar. <laughs> <laughs> the groundsman just rolling it over this terrible, terrible yeah. pitch. Or having to, to try and remember it. where the penalty spot should exactly. be and in the white yeah. dot there in yeah. the middle of the match. Exactly. And again, I'm sure it isn't a reference, but um, mm-hmm. I just thought Shaun of the Dead and many other zombie films, the bit where he's actually what he's not watching the, the match, but when he's inside, yeah, um, torturing himself in exactly. the uh, in the boardroom, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, and all the fans are standing up outside mm-hmm. the, the windows and just getting the silhouettes, and it just made me think yeah, of true. You know, as yeah. I said, Shaun of the Dead and various other zombie films where you get the people outside. But apparently, mm-hmm. that was literally like a handful of extras, yeah, just standing up and down. Um, <laughs> but it's so atmospheric; it's so it well is. done. It is. That whole scene's brilliant because the tension from like the yeah. dressing room before the game, yeah. and then they keep that level of tension going right the way through. Just Michael Sheen, just like pacing up and down in yeah. a room, basically, yeah, with just... your people in the background. Yeah, it's it's I just a go great outside. Scene. Just go outside. I know. Again, there was another deleted scene that was supposed to happen in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not. It's not there. It's not there. But there is another deleted scene where um, the players come in. Yeah, being one nil down mm-hmm. to Leeds and he makes them all uh, drink champagne at half time <laughs> right. um, which again they took it out because he said it just makes him look like a fruit loop yeah you know rather yeah. than a genius unconventional manager yeah um, but is rooted in some truth because mm-hmm. there's a story that before a big game he locked all the all the players in a room with bottles of champagne and said you're not coming out till you drink it all <laughs> <laughs> so that that you know that story was rooted in some some truth somewhere along the line right but okay. they, again they took it out because they just thought it makes him look just mad and, crazy. mad and unsympathetic yeah. yeah yeah which is fair enough mm-hmm. um, yes those were my uh, only film references Right, okay. Um, well done which, getting which, those, Which, as I though. say, I don't even think they're even there. I just made them up. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's funny. You watch enough films and everything reminds you of everything else, mm-hmm. doesn't it? You yeah. don't even know where these tropes start. Yeah, do true. You? Sometimes. Um, soundtrack. Yeah, it's got a pretty decent soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Pussycat. What's Pussycat? Pussycat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They had some other contenders for that, but... Uh, obviously, true to form, I can't remember what they were, but um, it was a case of setting the scene. Yeah, and I think I think one of the other songs that they had was quite serious. Oh, okay, you know, quite rocket, and it was like, mm-hmm. no, we don't want. You know, he's happy and he's he's very you know, he's got happy. his dream job, and he's he... feeling quite smug, isn't he? I think. Yes, in that. definitely. And, yeah, loving himself a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely sort of sets your scene of what sort of character he's exactly. going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I've got to say, I have really enjoyed listening to this a few times over. Leeds, 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 marching on together. <laughs> I love listening to football club songs. Really? Yeah, because they're always so cheesy. Like oh, the ones yes. from like the 70s, 80s, 90s. 
they are so cheesy. I love it. And yeah. I'd ne- I, I'd forgotten about this. So listening to it again, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's brilliant. It's so, it, it's, like, it's like something out of the Italian job. Yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So I, I do love that. It's um, So it was an actual song written for Leeds United by uh-huh. Les Reed and Barry Mason in 1972 and it's sang by the footballers at the time and right. a lot of the fans as well from Leeds Fab. that's like the recording oh, and wow. I thought oh what a cheery song for a bunch of like brutes on the football pitch because yeah. <laughs> it's so jaunty and jolly it and it makes it them is. sound like this lovely bunch of happy, happy people <laughs> yeah. and it's like they're gonna break your legs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... so yeah some good music oh yeah that is cute have you got any? Uh, have you got any standout songs for yourself? Um, the... I, I just, I, I just think the, the the soundtrack in general is great. You've got a bit mm-hmm. of Bowie, got a bit of Deep Purple. Uh, apparently, they wanted immigrant song, um, right? Okay, for the scene where they're getting down off the bus. Right, um, okay. couldn't afford it. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they wanted proper, like you know, full on rock. Uh huh. Um, original music was by Rob Lane. Mm-hmm. I believe, and so this is probably very, very niche uh, in terms of things that annoy me. But you know when you have like a DVD menu, yes, and so you're waiting for your other half to get the pizza out of the oven. Mm-hmm. And very niche, um, you know. But um, and you've got the DVD menu on, and it normally has like a loop yes. of music. And oh. after like five minutes, you just like I'm just. Can you start with that pizza? Exactly. <laughs> I normally start the film and then pause it because yeah. like, I can't listen to yeah. that anymore. <laughs> I don't know why everything has to have a noise to it. This is why I like Disney Plus. Yeah. When you're going through the titles in Disney Plus, it doesn't suddenly launch a trailer at you like mm-hmm. Netflix does. You know, I yeah. can't be doing with it. Yeah. Um, Can we have some quiet, please? Now, I have to say that when I was just writing some notes, mm-hmm. I just had the DVD menu on in the background. It didn't annoy me. I like oh, it. Good. I just like the internet. It's just kind of nice, incidental music. Yeah. Quite liked it. Oh. Um, Rob Lane, which Rob Lane? Well yeah, done, Rob yeah. Lane. Exactly for not for not annoying me on the DVD <laughs> menu. You know that's a that's a major thing. I know it's yeah. a major thing. <laughs> it's usually just like a loop, isn't it? Yeah. And it just it's incredibly annoying. It needs to be longer, mm-hmm. I think, or just not there at all. Yeah, even True. better. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and like you said, the love and marriage thing again. They had a few different uh, songs picked out for that, but you know, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it explains the story theme. exactly. Footnote. That All Black Magic by Dean Martin was the other song considered for the car journey to Leeds, but in the end it was decided that the song and its lyrics set too dark a tone for the film opening. Multiple songs were considered instead of Love and Marriage, but couldn't be cleared for use, which is fortuitous as it's perfect for the scene. One can only imagine the film budget if they used all the songs they actually wanted. Has it dated? Yes. Yes. I mean, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in a way that it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the film itself hasn't dated. No, because it's set because in that it's exactly particular period and yeah, yeah. But yeah, it it is a dated it, film. It's a it's a yeah it's it's a film of its period, isn't it? Uh huh. It's dated in a in a good way in that you you if you it's supposed if you to were be. around in the seventies. <laughs> oh my word! Look at that wallpaper. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That just looks amazing. Leeds looks grim. Yeah, like you said, everyone's smoking. Everyone's Everyone. smoking. The cleaners are smoking. Yeah. Just that first scene mm-hmm. uh, in the boardroom, everyone's smoking. Yeah. Whenever anybody's in the boardroom, they're smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the ashtray. Brilliant. The state of the football pitches. Oh, my. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No VAR. That was the thing that... um, No video referee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because those were the days when you could just clothesline someone. And if someone didn't see it... 50-50. I now know what 50-50 means. Oh, please tell me. I meant to look it up. So it's... In that scene where the, yeah. he goes to his first training session That's with right. Leeds, yeah. and he says no, no 50-50. Well, yeah. what Johnny Giles does to him, where he basically clotheslines oh. him across his middle. Okay, 50/50. that makes perfect sense now. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. yeah. And if you have you seen the original footage of Brian Clough being injured? No. Because it's actually quite similar. The oh. way he kind of gets taken down, it's not, not quite as blatant as that, but the way he slips and slides, uh-huh. it's similar to that. Oof. So I think that's a little bit intertextual. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't know at the time, I just went back and looked at it. Right, okay. But if you knew, if you were familiar with the injury that essentially ended his footballing career, mm-hmm. then you would realise that in that scene, he's upset because he's had a bad start, but he's also yeah. upset because... It's perhaps bringing it back, oh, and it's like okay. this was the kind of thing that ended his career. Ooh, nasty. Yeah. So, which is yeah, why he doesn't like fifty-fifty, in I guess. Quite right. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think it was exactly like that. Yeah. I think it was more a, a, a trip, or you know, oh, right, okay. a, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't think it was as blatant. Well, yeah, I suppose he doesn't like the fifty-fifty because he just likes a beautiful game of football. Of course, football, he does. He keeps yeah, saying. and who yeah. doesn't? And who? Yeah, doesn't? you don't need to like beat each other. <laughs> but but yeah, this was the time when you actually could, as long as yeah. no one saw it, because mm-hmm. you know you did. I mean, maybe they saw it later on mm-hmm. when they looked at the footage of the game back. But yeah, they didn't see it at the time. They didn't mm-hmm. have you know, didn't have the video reference. Yeah, um, and. The, the bit at the beginning as well where they have, they have the interview, mm-hmm. um, it's funny how things sometimes don't make 100% sense until you really properly start to think about the era, what was going on and what wasn't. But um, when they're talking to him saying, why did you say the things that you said mm-hmm. about Don Revy? And he said, he's been on the phone and he says that you said this. Yeah. And he said, and I thought, why haven't they watched it? Why? Why are they taking? Why are they reporting it that way? Yeah, like he said, he's been on the phone. He says so. They're not. So they didn't. And then I realised, like I went on YouTube to watch that video, to watch that interview. Mm-hmm. If somebody says, you know, oh, did you see I'm a Celebrity last night? That's not a genuine question, by the mm-hmm. way. I'm not yeah, watching good. I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> um, but you know, if someone says that, and you're like, oh man, there was this bit on it. Where you can go on yeah. the ITV player you can find right it now and find it and watch mm-hmm. it. Can't you? you can probably find it on YouTube. Yeah, you know. Um, and it was only really when I, the more I thought about it that I thought, oh my, yeah, this was the time when if you missed something on the telly, that you'd missed it. it. Yeah. He hadn't recorded it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on the iPlayer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on YouTube. Yeah. Um, you missed something, you missed it. Yeah. That was it. The heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. The Yorkshire TV logo brought everything <laughs> oh, back to me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember that as well. I was trying to spot like some of the cars and stuff as well that yeah. are in the film. Like, you know, you've got your... Um, what's the one that's parked on Pete Taylor's... Drive when he's in Brighton, oh. and it's behind it, and it's such a nice looking car. And it's yeah. is it a Morris something? It might be a Morris Minor. Yeah, and it's got like the wood hat sort oh, of. Oh, the thing with the doors the... on the back. Yes, yeah, I love um, that. I love watching yeah. like sort of seventies and eighties films for like spotting the cars and yeah. things that are there. I yeah. think I believe that in one of the scenes in Scarborough, mm-hmm. they just forgot to paint out a little paint display machine. Oh no way! So that was, I've not spotted it, <laughs> no, but apparently really. someone has uh, has spotted mm-hmm. that. So it must be an absolute nightmare when you're doing a period film like that. Yeah, just trying to make sure that everything's 
painted out. Mm-hmm. Is it true that there is a, a Mersey Travel bus stop sign in the latest Batman film? Because I've seen, <laughs> yeah, it I, is. I've seen the it picture is. on yeah. on the internet, but yeah. I don't I don't recall seeing it in the film. I need to see it again to yeah. see if um, if that's right. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it is. I think when I read that, I actually because I've got the Blu-ray. Oh, cool! I was like, Oof. it is there. <laughs> it is yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it must be. It must be a nightmare for people, <laughs> especially when you know that folk are going to go through with a, you know, with a fine tooth mm-hmm. comb. I mean, it, I, I I wouldn't even fuss over something like that because I just think, well, that's clearly St George's Hall. Exactly, or, it's clearly like, Liverpool. So it's clearly Liverpool yeah. and Lime Street and stuff. Yeah. So I don't care that there's like a yellow bus stop exactly. in that shot. Yeah. Because the fact that it's in the wrong country yeah. is actually the thing that yeah. makes you <laughs> take yeah. you out of the film a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah uh, uh, power cuts. I thought that. Yeah. Does it date it, or are we going back to those days? <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully, Who knows? just dates it. <laughs> um, bit too much hugging for it to be a COVID-safe film. Oh yeah, it's I definitely. Think. And all yeah. those fans at a football match. No, yeah. no, no. Which uh, we're back there. <laughs> no, now, we're but, okay. Uh, now. Yeah, yeah. But certainly wouldn't have that would would have made me feel very nervous uh-huh. uh, about eighteen months ago watching that film. Yeah. I think, yeah. Isn't it funny how fast our sort of brains have switched back? I guess because when we were doing yeah. this through COVID, mm-hmm. we were watching films oh, yeah. and think and feeling like feel some sort of anxiety, yeah, definitely because of that situation yeah. on screen. And now it's just like, yeah, it's fine. But I said Not this at the time. Again. I said this at the time. I use the analogy. If you go to Glastonbury or any decent length festival, you think that your first shower is going to be an actual, like, spiritual experience. <laughs> and you get in the shower and after two seconds, it's just a shower. Yeah. You know, when the water hits, like, ah, oh, this isn't... And then it's just a shower. Yeah. And I said this at the time. Everyone's saying, oh, first time I go a gig, first time I go the football, mm-hmm. you know, first time I get on a plane, it's going to be amazing. No, it won't be. It'll no, just be on a plane for the first like five minutes. You're gonna go, oh wow, this is amazing, and then uh-huh. it's just a gig. Mm-hmm. You know how quickly we forget. Yeah, um, I don't think it could start a franchise. I don't think we need a prequel or a sequel. No, I'm not sure we, you could have a prequel or a sequel. No, and it kind of gives you a little bit at the end about what happened. It does after with like Don Revy and then yeah. Brian Clough. That's right. Yeah, and Peter Taylor. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's enough. Yeah. Other than the fact that it is a bit far-fetched. I've missed out, is it a bit far-fetched? But um, I suppose we can come back to that at this point, because it is a bit far-fetched. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. There's some, like you say, in the interview at the end, there are some actual like lines from the interview mm-hmm. that are delivered exactly as they were. Yeah. So some of it is spot on. Yeah. And a lot of it is made up. Yeah, because the, the interview at the end is set up as if, Brian Clough doesn't know that Dan Murray's going to be exactly. there. But he did. Of course he did. Yeah. He agreed to yeah. it. He did. Um, I mean, it wouldn't have surprised me if, like, a surprise interview like that happened. Yeah. Because, you know, love a bit of controversy on yeah. TV to get the uh-huh. audience in and stuff. But, yeah, um, that bit was made up. And then I think watching the interview... They they seem to be a little bit more fair towards each other as well. I there's think so. there's not like this whole like grating no. of characters. Like they do try and pay each other some compliments as well. Yeah. So yeah, I it, think it's it, quite it, a cute yeah. interview. It's very dramatic. You know, it, yeah, because they, they do have a little dig at each other. But then, yeah. they, I mean, what but I it's a bit of mind games, is isn't that, it? You know. Yeah. But it's like a twenty-five minute long interview, mm-hmm. and there's not that many questions asked. 
They're mm-hmm. just a lot of the time they're just talking to each other, yeah. aren't they? About tactics and you know, mm-hmm. I think it's really cute. And yeah. I think that is of its time. I know we're not reviewing the interview, we're reviewing no. the film, but I think that interview is really of its time because mm-hmm. can you imagine having an interview now where you just get two people on and they just talk for twenty five minutes? You know, normally it's just like, boom, here's a clip from your film. Tell us about the film. Tell us a funny story about a, a, an otter or something. And then <laughs> off you go, there's the band. Yeah. You know, that's it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. People are just on things to, to promote stuff. 25 minutes is a long time. It, it is, actually. It's an interview. Yeah. But I guess it was like, Don Revy was like a massive celebrity in Yorkshire. Yeah. Like, he was like one of the proudest... He, he'd been part of one of the proudest things that Yorkshire had at that time. Yeah. Like, the team of Leeds and... Sort of, I guess, maybe put it on the map. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's difficult bit, for us so... to like, imagine like, yeah. Leeds being so... But it's, it's, I suppose it's like, well, I was going to say United, but, you know, like United a couple of years ago, maybe, but just <gasps> yeah. absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah, you know? humongous football club, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like having Alex Ferguson, I suppose, on the on the news. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh. It's just difficult to imagine, isn't it? That was something that made me laugh in the, in the interview where um, Don Revy said that he, like, massaged the... Players yeah. on his team with his own hands, and I was thinking, <laughs> could you imagine Alex Ferguson or Jurgen Klopp doing that? No. Ah, do you know what? Yes, I can imagine Jurgen Klopp. Could doing you? That. I can actually. Yeah, yeah, I can. Probably oh, not. Alex too Ferguson. funny. No. no. <laughs> um, oh, I've just realised we missed out. Is there any running? But it's fairly obvious that yes, there is. Yeah. Apparently, the running up and down in the stadium. Oh, up and down. That was that was Michael Sheen's idea. <laughs> I don't think they told any of the cast at I was that just going to say, yeah, idea, nice yeah. one, Michael Sheen, because yeah. you didn't have to do it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the story, mm-hmm. the actual story, is, you know, a bit less dramatic, yes. isn't it, than, yeah. than how it's, it's told in the film? Because this snub didn't happen, obviously, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. whole snub. Yeah. Leeds didn't even visit Derby, it was the other way around. Yeah. So none of this cleaning up happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, snub didn't happen. Um so they actually resigned Clough and Taylor. They, they'd they already resigned the year before. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, yeah. it's the thing they did. Because um, they did work at Brighton, didn't they, together they did work for a at season? Well, first of all, they worked at Derby, as it's shown in the film. Uh-huh. They, they resigned um, to manage Coventry City. Uh-huh. Then they changed their mind because Sam Longston offered them more money. Oh, right, OK. Then there was a bit of a, a to-do. Um, the following year when Sam Longston called for them both to be sacked because Clough kept doing newspaper interviews and saying things that he shouldn't. He kept and I being think... Brian Clough. Exactly. Except <laughs> Brian Howard Clough. Yes. yes. Um, apparently he wanted to know exactly what it was that Peter Taylor did around here, you know, and he wanted to get rid of the pair of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd accused him of uh, making V-sign at Matt Busby and such. And he later apologised and said, no, he did make the V-sign, but it was at Sam Longston. (laughs) So let him off there. Um, And so, yeah, he tried to get him sacked and that Mm -hmm. didn't happen. But then, yeah, they did resign um, and the resignation was accepted. So I'm not sure if it was as it was. I don't think it it happened as it did in the film. I don't think they resigned and didn't really mean to. Yeah. I think they meant to resign. And then, as you say, yeah, they both went to Brighton and Hove, Mm -hmm. spent a year there, um, didn't do so well. Yeah. And then kind of went the the separate ways. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So not as uh, not as dramatic as it was uh, in the film. Although the the rift that they had was quite uh, was quite dramatic. Oh, one of the things that that really was true that did actually happen was he did 
in one of his first training sessions, he did say you can throw all your uh, trophies in the bin because you didn't want him furly. That scene is just uncomfortable. So, it yeah, uncomfortable. doing not that wrong. for real as well. It's He's like, not mm. wrong, though, is he? You know? No, I know, And that's yeah. why he wanted to... It wasn't anything to do with this snub because the snub didn't happen. He wanted to... He wants to take a great team mm-hmm. that were just dirty mm-hmm. and clean them up. Yeah. Really, that was what was in his heart, wasn't it? It was in his heart, but I guess he just didn't have the right way to go about it. No. I mean, if you stand there and basically tell people that they're a load of rubbish and yeah. what they've worked for for the last exactly. few years is worthless and blah, 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 then it bad, it's not going to end well. Mm. So Brian Clough went on to manage Forest, mm-hmm. and Peter Taylor went back to manage Derby? Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, right. Peter Taylor went back to manage Derby. Okay. And he signed um, a Forest player without right. getting Brian Clough's permission or even speaking to him about it. Right. Apparently that was the end of things. I oh, think right. Things oh, been okay. quite brought up to then. Mm-hmm. That was the end of things. And um, later on, Clough called Taylor, quote, unquote, a snake in the grass and declared that if his <laughs> car broke down and I saw him thumbing a lift, I wouldn't pick him up, I'd run him over. <laughs> Harsh. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, sadly, they didn't make it up. Oh, did they not? No. Oh, that's rubbish. No, they didn't. He did dedicate... Brian Clough did dedicate his autobiography to mm-hmm. him. So I think he probably regretted some of the things that he said. Yeah. Which I think is probably... <laughs> that's, that was the name of his autobiography. <laughs> I regret some of the things that I said. Um, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, but no, oh, sadly, sadly they didn't make it up, so the film is just completely, yeah. Yeah, I, I prefer the film's finish. ending. So do I, but yeah. I can completely understand why people who are familiar with this story, mm-hmm. particularly Leeds fans, yeah, would not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, or the book that it's yeah. based on. But um, for us, who are casual sports fans, you know, it's a good film. Yeah. Okay. Good film. Good Enjoyed it. shopping list. We don't have to discuss that. That's my shopping list. Nice. Yes, it's colour coordinated. Yes, I am slightly OCD. I Maybe do not. like the colour coordinated. You're going to have to <laughs> explain, explain that to it. me I'll in a bit. Yeah, later. please do. Yeah. Um, do we have any other business? Uh, yeah, your shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> it is a thing of beauty, must admit. Um, yeah, no, I don't really have. The one thing that I did when I was looking at the uh, the book on uh, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's tons of books about Brian Clough. You know, you could just read around this subject forever and a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one which I must admit, I'm kind of, this must be, this is intriguing. Um, it's called Brian Clough and Derby County, From Glory to Disaster. Mm-hmm. It's the inside story as told by the Derby County FC board meeting minutes. Ooh. Can you imagine? Yeah, the that sounds The actual minutes of the meeting. Yeah, yeah I think I'd like good. to read that. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. Um, so that about wraps it up. I think it I think. does. Yeah, yeah. Oh my golly gosh, our next one's going to be oh, Christmassy. I don't know what I think about it, Christmassy. Christmassy I know. I guess. So we've spent two Christmases avoiding it. Well, we have, haven't we? For a, for a British <laughs> film podcast that features Richard Curtis mm-hmm. every every month. Yes. I just feel like we might have to go there. Okay. Who are we going to do degrees to though? That's a very good point. We should we should make it. We'll have to think of somebody else we can degree to. Yeah, someone really random, maybe. Mm. Someone, maybe someone as far from British film mm. as as is possible. Like six degrees to Father Christmas or something. Maybe we could. You know what? We could <laughs> do the original. We could do the original and go how many degrees to Kevin Bacon? Oh, 
There we go. We could do that. That that, that yeah. okay. That'd be a challenge. It would. Mm. We'll, we'll 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 talk about that. Yes. But it might have to be. It might have to be the quintessentially British film. Actually, when I was when I was doing the degrees of Richard Curtis, uh-huh. I remembered that there is a film that I haven't seen, which is British, mm-hmm. um, which stars both Stephen Graham and Jim Broadbent, and it's a Christmas film. Okay. So that might be our get out. <laughs> if I can find that Maybe. quickly on DVD, okay. we might be able to escape watching Love Actually. Oh, I mean, but I don't we'll mind see. Love Actually. I, I, yeah, I, I have I opinions, yeah. so I think we probably should do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do it. We're, Let's we're, just do it. Spoiler yeah. alert, Love we're, Actually we're next month. Love Actually. Yeah. 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 And then we'll down. do something proper in January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, enjoy, we hope you're enjoying all the... Oh, yes. uh, all the Football, rugby, sports, cricket, yeah. all the stuff that's going on. Enjoy. Um, good luck to the lads. In Come on, England. Come on, England. Come on, England. <laughs> Crowd noise. <sighs> yeah, I feel like we. That was a bit like my, um, my vampire noise from <laughs> last month. I'll do that again. <laughs> I feel like um, the England squad, what we're missing for, yeah. for the, the winning sort of formula for our England squad. Curly perm. Curly perms, yeah. Okay, yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking doing the little lead dance when they come out. So, like, stand up, put their hand up in the air, yeah. one finger up in the air, do a little twirl around. Definitely. It seemed to work for leads in the 70s. That's what we need them to do. Uh, see you next month. Yeah, see you in December. <laughs> With sleigh bells. Yeah. Bye-bye now. Bye.